up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Where is Hillman Anyway in a Different World podcast. Today, it is episode nine, season two, episode seven, A Stepping Stone. I'm Jamie, and I'm here with my co-host. Anthem, a.k.a. The Furious, a.k.a. Mr. Smith at my day job. And Robert. AKA Q's five. You know, you can find me out here in these Twitter streets. You already know that. What's up, guys? Episode seven, season two, a stepping stone. Whitley's bossiness drives potential dancers away as she choreographs an upcoming step competition. Meanwhile, Lane tutors a failing football star. <laughs> that was your Netflix description. Thank you, Netflix. Right. So in depth in their descriptions but that's why we do this podcast so we can let people know what it's all about right so um this episode opens with jaleesa and a bunch of girls learning some dance steps in the dorm well looks like dance steps but we know that it's stepping but they really look like they're dancing yeah absolutely <laughs> and whitley's wearing this pink ballet outfit while that Freddie is making a fool of herself trying to learn the choreography. Um, Whitley choreographed the routine, and of course she thinks everyone is terrible because they lost last year. Right. So she's trying to kick everybody's butt in shape so that they can try to win the step I guess I think it's a dorm step off. Yeah. Yeah. We had that in Norfolk. Oh right, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was kinda of lit, huh? Yeah. I never went, but I heard about it. <laughs> I think I might have gone to one or two. Oh. Uh, Don Hall used to win a lot. Oh, really? My freshman, sophomore year. Yeah. Scott Scott was pretty nice. Um, I went, like, probably most of the years. Uh, I probably only missed, like, maybe one or two while I was at Norfolk. Um, but usually it was, like, you had some Greek that would help, like, show them the rope, like, be a coach for them. Uh-huh. And, you know, would show them how to step, yada, yada. Were they not allowed to step? No, no. Greeks weren't allowed to step. Oh, all. really? Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. So they would get some Greek uh, to come in and advise them. Usually somebody that started out in that dorm. And they would right. Come, they'd show them the ropes and show them how to step. Um, oh, they still do those. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Do they? Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. Did y'all see the renovations to um, this, the yeah, town? It, it looks amazing. I'm hating. <laughs> I, I like I'm hating already just off that recommendation. Like, I'm already hating. Like, <laughs> you haven't even seen the pictures yeah. yet. <laughs> now, uh, for all the listeners, that's um, one of the dorms, well, two, I guess, of the dorms right. at Norfolk State that were really big, uh, tall towers. How many floors did they have? Ten. I think it was 12, right? Well, yeah. Well, it had the... They went up to 10, like the 11th and 12th floors weren't habitable when we were there. Oh, wow. But they, they, definitely, they definitely went up to 10. And I want to say there was at least an 11th floor above them. And I want to say, but I, I think 12 was the roof. Um, I know there was at least one more floor above the 10th floor. But it was like, they had rooms, but it's like, I think they had like asbestos or something. Not asbestos, <laughs> the entire <laughs> building. But yeah, the, like they, they were just uninhabitable. They did some really nice renovations in the um, the small calf too. Yeah, they made it a leading calf. Yeah, that's nice. They needed and it. 
The Legion is the name of the marching band at Norfolk State for you guys that don't know. So uh, back to the show. Letty comes in during their step practice and tells them that she's going to go pick up their 92-year-old guest who is the oldest living graduate of Hillman and also was a resident of Gilbert Hall. So, of course, everyone is waiting to see her. Um, In the next scene, Dwayne comes into the pit and sees Suzanne, and he invites her to the bonfire later that night. Now, I still don't think they have introduced who she is yet. Yeah, they they haven't said who she is. They haven't said her name, nothing. She just popped up here and there. Yeah, twice now. And didn't their date get messed up before because of the study? Yep, Ron. Yep. Made up and cancel on her. Yeah, so this is this is very weird. I'm waiting for to see what's gonna happen. Like how do they I don't remember how they actually brought her in for them to be I guess maybe it's the next episode. I think because it says something about oh yeah, I think it's the next episode. Anyway. Yeah. So um she leaves and Walter comes up to ask Dwayne a favor. He needs Dwayne to tutor the star football players so he can pass his math test and play in the game against Hampton. (laughs) Dwayne doesn't want to do it because of his date, of course, but then Walter brings out his list of all of Dwayne's infractions and says, don't make me use this list. I'll take it to the, I've got copies for the dean, copies for the president, copies for this. So Dwayne's like, okay, he'll do it. So, uh, you got a problem with Hampton, Anthem? Yes, I hate Hampton. <laughs> Can you tell everybody where this hate comes from? They're corny. I hate them. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Wait, like, I also hate Hampton. So, like, we were talking about, it's like, they're so entitled, but like, y'all are so lame. Entitled? What do you mean? Oh, I go to Hampton better than you. Like, a bit off, just off name, like. You could be, be a crappy person and go to Hampton and think you're better than everybody else. It could be off the fact that it's a um, private school and they have to pay a whole lot of money. They got being black, so like, there's that too. I mean, like they're, 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 they're I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to doubt them as an HBCU. Like, I'm, I'm sure that you can go to Hampton and get a just fine education. Not However, sure. like. <laughs> Don't 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 come to me like you're better than me because you went to Hampton. Like you like yes. your prestige isn't like just don't live off your prestige. Like don't rest on your laurels. Like I don't I don't want to hear that. Like it's also was it was founded in like what? Fifteen seven or something like that? Somewhere in there. Yeah, so they're they're pretty historic as well. But Yeah, I get that. But. Yeah. But I mean I get it because uh for those that don't know, Norfolk State where we went and it worked. And then Hampton, our rivals, they are about what, like 45 minutes away? It's not that far. That's, what, that's, that's the traffic. That's with a lot of traffic. With a lot, what? That's it's what it's the really it's yeah. Oh, you know what? Because I'm thinking of coming from Virginia Beach. Yeah, oh, from like yeah. Norfolk to Hampton, like I'd probably say 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. With no traffic. And it's on the other side of the water. Which means uh-huh. we have to take a bridge and a tunnel to get there, but we call it the other side of the water. Yeah. So it's a yeah. rival in um, location as well as proximity. Yeah. 
All right, one thing about Hampton. I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. You know what it is, Rob? I, I know it. I know what it is. Is it appropriate? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hampton's women are really beautiful. Oh, that, that's it. My friend went to Hampton. She's great. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, since we're here, I just want to make a comment on that. I think that that's a that's a like a. Um, I thought I had like a catchphrase for that, or like a. Um, a saying for that but like i really feel like when you go to other campuses you feel like i mean I, i'm just speaking from a male perspective just viewing from the male gaze not giving a you know but i feel like viewing from that male gaze like guys feel like the women on other campuses are more attractive than the ones at their campus because oh, yeah. I can see this is who you don't see every day you don't yeah. see day. they're different anytime anytime guys would come from a t or Hampton or Virginia State or what what have you, and they would come to our campus and be like, the women here are so beautiful. It's like oh, they would say that there too. Yeah, they would say that. They would say it all the time. Like that that's something I that I saw all the time. It's like, yo, y'all girls are so fine. It's like, like she went to, she went to class in some pajamas in a uh... <laughs> Oh y'all were well, y'all not allowed to do that. No, we could do that. Cheat sheet. By the way, if a guy sees you in your pajamas and he thinks you're fine, that means you're fine all the time. Like, like <laughs> you don't have to be. You don't have to be in heat. You don't have to be made up for the club for us to think you're fine. And if you but, came up there and, and that's, you draw a bed, that means you're just fine. Like and that's what that's it is. That's one of the differences from JMU to Norfolk State at James Madison. We all wore sweatshirts and stuff to class. No one dressed up. Right. If I got dressed, it might have been for dinner at night, but then it still wasn't that much. But Norfolk State, they looked like they was going to the club. Well, that's how I Yeah, you know, walking across the campus, that looked good, you know? <laughs> I guess. But Jamie, you, you, you guys, Robert, you've been to before, haven't you? Yeah, I've been to Jamie. Yeah, you can't walk across the campus in heels like that. Nah, heels are fine. Now with all <laughs> those heels. No, no, you look, you look dumb walking across campuses with heels. What's your problem? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you go to JMU, like, you're just going to fall. Because you're there's right. heels everywhere. It's really hilly. Is that a word? Hilly? Yep, hilly. So, uh, another question. What happens when Hampton plays Virginia State? Do they have any kind of rivalry? Do they play? Don't play them. They're not yeah, I don't. I think that's a. I mean, because they're double A and they're in the CI double A. Oh, no, 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 no. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I forgot. The reason why we played Virginia State was because it was a, yeah. yeah specifically even, for us, yeah. Gotcha. They're not even in the same conference. No wonder I've never heard of that before. <laughs> well, not, not only are they not in the same conference, they're not in the same division. Like, we're, like we're, we're one double A, and Virginia State is Division Two school. Oh. Yeah, so they're not even in the same division. So. Right, right, right. Okay. So there, there would be no reason for Hampton to play them. The only, like you said, the only reason we play them is for the history of no, you say. Gotcha. Makes yeah. a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Back to the show. <clears throat> yeah. Back at the dorm, Letty is frustrated because she went to pick up Miss Pruitt and she wasn't on the train. <laughs> yeah, this is really <laughs> going to start early. All right. She's like the but the train came. The train was an hour late, first of all, and then when the train, um, when everybody got off, she wasn't there. So she's like, I gotta go talk to the president. She's like, was mad at me because I lost this lady. And then look who pulls up. 
So I have a clip of that. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. I'm Letty Bostick. We were so worried about you. You weren't on the train. How very perceptive. I was comfortable in the cab. So on the way to the train station, I told the driver, take me all the way to Hillman. You owe him $92. Don't skip on the tip. <laughs> you may not remember me. No, I don't. <laughs> when I was 12 years old, I met you at a Lynx Club fundraiser in Richmond. The way you got everybody to dig deep down into their pockets. I was so inspired, I gave you the pennies out my loafers. That night, I wrote in my diary, when I grow up, I want to be just like Miss Pruitt. I can well understand that. Miss Pruitt? <laughs> so, this lady's a trip. No. No. Carthage. No. You owe him $92. You thought. You was in the cab, right? You thought you was. Oh, isn't that funny? They owe ninety two dollars, and she's ninety two years old. <laughs> yeah, that is. Well, you better, you better go out there and figure it out because I'm paying them. Right. The boy said I ain't paying the five. <laughs> right. Exactly. You may not remember me. You're right. I don't. Right. Who like really? Do people like act like that? People act like that. Yeah. I, have a, I, I actually have an aunt that's a lot like her. Well, was a lot like her. Mm-hmm. But that is basically a mirror into old Yeah. Mm. You know, these old people think they can say whatever they want and not get any words back, but we flash. But I don't think that they don't think that they should get any words back. I think they just really don't care what they say because, and I'll tell you, wait, 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 I'll tell you. Because as I hit, when I hit 40, the first thing in my mind was, I can say whatever I want. I'm 40. It's like, that's a, that's a, uh, like a comma. I'm 40. I'm 40. Or I can tell you, I can speak my mind, comma, I'm 40. Like, hey, Robert, mm -hmm. you need to do such and such and such and such, comma, I'm 40. <laughs> <laughs> That means people have to listen to me now. <laughs> that that that's you know, that's the only lady I work with. She's actually just like that. Like she really, really like, well, you know what, lady, you catch me on the wrong day, and I go, but that could be so nice. Uh, I, uh, that's low key how like a lot of people defer in like fraternities and like a lot of fraternal organizations. It's like, hey, bruh, I'm I'm five years older than you. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> I mean, you know. Five years in the frat could be whatever age, but still, five years is five years. Like, I'm your elder. What are you doing? Um, but speaking, like, just speaking from a more broad perspective, like, my grandma, I'm sure, like, my grandma's in her 60s, and I'm sure that she's not expecting no words back. Like, she, none. She doesn't want anything back. I say what I want, plus you better not say anything back to me. <laughs> because it was right. Whatever I said is already law. So I don't know what you have to say about this. But you'll see as you get older, you start to feel that you're, I guess I got to call it entitled. Because yep. you've all these years that you put in. I feel that already. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I talked to plenty. I talked. I talked to my little sister. I talked to my little brother. Like, I'm just like, what? What are you doing? Stop yeah. selling dumb. Stop. stop but as we can see too, if you're rude when you're 20, you're all you're going to be super rude at yeah. two. Yeah, there's that. Uh-oh. Whitley is already rude, but she's redeemable. Yeah, she has a chance. Miss Pruitt, you know, what's the point? Miss Pruitt didn't look that old though. She looked good for age. Oh yeah. Yeah, That's she cool. definitely didn't look 90. Oh no, she was standing up straight, walking by herself. She had no, she had no crush, no cane. Like I'm like, okay. no back. I'm like, okay, okay, Miss Pruitt, you got it. So after that warm welcome, and um, Whitley comes up and walks to her. We heard that. Then Kim comes up and she basically she uh, she's terrible to Kim. And then when Jaleesa walks up <laughs> to say something, she introduces herself and she says, "What kind of name is Jaleesa?" Wait, we're like really? Right. She basically, I have no other words. She shitted on everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I'm like Jaleesa, like with ex- at least with expressions. Well, I mean, I'm real outspoken with with my family, especially. Uh, like I don't care who you are, I will I will say my mind. Because, so you would say what kind of name is Jaleesa? Uh, no, I'm just saying if if I was Jaleesa and she oh. said what kind of name is Jaleesa, I would have something to say back. Like oh. <laughs> that's my name. You got a problem? Like that would be. But you know they were all trying to be respectful. Yeah. Yeah year old woman while she was in the room while she was in the room because yeah. when she walks out with letty to go get some carry <laughs> that's out that's out no uh, kim is like what in the world and jaleesa's like she's a muppet <laughs> but of course whitley sticks up for her and um whitley's like well i like her and jaleesa says well she reminds me of you <laughs> and he's like well Thank you for the compliment. And everybody looks at her like, what? Yeah. How would you view that that way? Right. But we know Whitley, so. Next scene, Dwayne is with the football player of Meat Locker <laughs> in the dorm lounge studying for the math test. But uh, before we go any further, what was this dude wearing? What else style the 80s? No, I mean, okay, okay, okay. Athlete swag. Some people wore that stuff, but even then, we, I look like you look crazy because who's cutting out the neck of your sweat? Like, why do you have to cut out the neck of your sweatshirt? You have the fat neck, I guess. He was a big dude. Yeah, he, was, he was a real big dude. Aha, uh-huh, that does make sense. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. You know, like when your head is big and your neck is big. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even think about that. I was just like, why? He had the, oh, and even later it was worse. He had it so that it was like the flash dance sweatshirt, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Hanging, off the <laughs> Hanging off the shoulder, uh, but yeah. Okay, he's a big dude, like 350 pounds or something. And uh, they're studying for the math test and uh, he's doing terrible. He's not doing good at all. He tells Dwayne that's because he's creative and into poetry. Right. He's not like Dwayne. He's uh, right brain, whereas Dwayne is left, or is it the other way around? Uh oh. They got it right. Uh, I feel like left brain is the creative side. I 
think maybe whoops well either way Dwayne is the brain that's create the side of the brain that's analytical and he's the side of the brain that is creative and he doesn't know if, the, if they're going to be able to work together right Walter walks in to check on the progress Meat decides it's the perfect time to recite him a poem a weird poem with some who <laughs> knows very weird very very weird um Walter tells me to take a walk so he can talk to Dwayne. And Walter tells Dwayne that if they lose the game, usually they will blame the coach. In this case, they will blame him. So the whole future of Hillman versus Hampton is on Dwayne's shoulders. Uh, Beth, mm -hmm. hmm? I was thinking like, this is a big dude, so he probably plays defensive line or offensive line. Can he be that big dude? Yes. Yes. Bro, you know, he ain't, he ain't scoring no touchdowns. Bro. He's not scoring no touchdowns, but he might be stopping a touchdown and he might be the result of a touchdown. Like, he might be orchestrating a touchdown. Like, it's like the quarterback, man. Man, y'all ain't got enough respect for the offensive line and the defensive line. Hey, man. Hey, but makes end of the day, difference. quarterback, man. Okay. The quarterback is all that matters. You're right. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll have this discussion later, Anthony. Right, because I have no discussion for football. If it wasn't for marching man, I wouldn't even know what first down was. And I marched for three years in junior high, three years in high school, and drum major, three of those years. I did not know until college what first down was. Wow. Yeah, I stayed with my back to the field, and when the ball was down, we could play. Okay. That's, that's all I knew. <laughs> Basketball is my sport. Football's uh, mm -hmm. not—it's mm -hmm. boring to me. Anyway, back in Jaleesa's room, she's trying and failing to teach Freddie the steps to this routine. She looks really, really bad, and we can see that. We're so awkward, like <laughs> it's just funny. Like who, like it's people out here that read that uncoordinated. It's crazy. Well. Uh, maybe Robert can uh, relate because <laughs> I think the worst section to learn dance yeah. was always the trombones. <laughs> always. Every year. I was at Norfolk State from 2000 to 2008. Every year, trombones were always the worst. <laughs> Let me think about this one. Maybe the audio but no, like notoriously, uh, I will say that my section trombones, yeah, we were pretty bad, like overall. Um, I was usually pretty decent at them. Like I'm not, a, I'm not a great dancer or anything. But I'm no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a great dancer. Like I was, I could get the move. Like, I'm not saying I, I, I'm not saying it looked great. I'm just saying I did the move right. <laughs> um, but like uh, a lot of the big problem that we. I will say, in defense of my section, that the dance routine never uh, accounted for uh, like oh, horn angles. Yeah, yeah it's really yeah. good dancing with the trombone. That is yeah. true. Yeah, that that that's a thing. We used to have to like, like, what what hand is the horn in? And they'd be like, it doesn't matter. But like, Doc says it matters. So you should probably figure that out. Well, not even that. When they do figure it out, they still don't account for trombone. Right. There's there's a whole slide right here. 
that cannot hit the ground or else right. broken trombone. Right. So you guys had to try to figure out how to hold it in order to move and not break it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it, it was a combination of being bad dancers and trying to be uniform. Right. It was a combination of the two. So. I remember stepping in one time and taking some people to the side. And there was one kid. I, I was trying to break it down so deep. <laughs> I was like, one and two. One and two. One and two. One and two. And in and out. And like, <laughs> you never try to break down the running man into like segments so that someone with no rhythm can get it. It's hilarious. Poor thing. Hold up, you had to teach somebody the running man? Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I've never been that bad at a dance. I don't know if he came in with you guys. You guys are both yeah. 06, right? Nah, he's 06, I'm 07. That, okay, Mike, tall, saxophone, from Maryland, was he with you guys? Uh, he came with me, I think. What do you mean you think? Shouldn't you know? Uh, I think he dropped out of the band, like in band. So no, no, not band camp. He made it through. Okay, well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Not that I remember. He wasn't there in 08. If you weren't there in 08, I probably forgot you. No. <laughs> if you weren't there in 08, I probably. There's a lot of people that didn't make it through band camp. You had a friend that didn't make it through band camp. Yeah, been there, done that. We're good. Um, that was hard. Huh? Was soft. Well, you know, it also depends on the instrument that you play too. So, oh, Whitley walks in and totally terrible to um, Freddie while she's trying to learn this dance. We have a clip of that. Winifred, a wise person once said, those who can, step. Those who cannot, step aside. Okay, fine. Wait, Freddie... Wiggly, you are just out of control. The girl is trying her best. Ooh, frightening thought. <laughs> Jaleesa, I think it's time for you to be an adult. Push your loyalty aside and dump the klutz. I'm gonna dump somebody, all right? It's about time. You. I beg your pardon. Oh, you heard what I said. You cannot kick me out, Madam Capitone. I had yet to choreograph the end of this routine. We'll choreograph this. You are out. Get up out of here. She's gone. She's canceled. I love. I love that. The sitcom, like, clap track with the cheering. Yeah. But you know that's not a track. That's the live studio audience. Yeah, I think it was, it was taped in front of an audience. Was, was Different World? I'm, I'm not sure. I think parts of it were. Because then they filmed that on, did they film that on a campus or no? Was no, that... no, no, it was on a set. Okay. The campus pictures and campus video was all filming. Okay. But yeah, I think they definitely uh, filmed in front of a live TV audience. But this was after the time when they used to announce that. (laughs) Earlier 80s sitcoms like filmed in front of a live television audience. Right. But they weren't saying it right. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. It was all that. Hilarious. But they, um, yeah, I think this was after they stopped announcing it. I, I really think that was a real reaction. Because I've heard t- terrible laugh tracks, uh, Tyler Perry, for better or for worse. Um, <laughs> it's so bad. And I think that was a real reaction. Especially, you know, the wedding. Yeah. That had to be real. Yeah, true, true. Because everybody's like, what? Yeah, that had, that had to be real. Had to. So, but yeah, Whitley was terrible. Those who can step, those who can't step off. Girl. <laughs> yeah. She takes herself way too seriously. I, calm down. I will say that when you're stepping in a competition, you you start to get a little aggy. Like it's like I feel you. I feel let's you. get this right. Like we, it's 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 perfect. Like stop messing up. Like I do feel you on that because I have and I have kicked people out of practice or rehearsal or something for stuff like for not. But but yeah. those are the people that aren't trained. Yeah. Right. He's really, really, really trying. I yeah, would have huh? like, you give some effort, like you can't do that to people, but like people yeah. that just don't want to be there. Yeah, you're out. Yeah, yeah, I am not talking to anybody like that if they like are really putting in hundred percent effort. Like I'm not doing that to you. Right, not talking to you like that. No, now we might need to have a discussion about yeah. how this particular step show may not be the perfect <laughs> for you. Or Maybe we could give you a different part of yeah. the step show. She could be right. the tall mascot. Right, yeah. But maybe this this part is not for you, but I wouldn't say it to her like that. Like, come on, there's always a way to get what you need without yeah. having to uh, be mean about it. In the next scene, Dwayne is still tutoring me. And this shirt is even more flash dance because I think this one came off the shoulder and he had a tank top underneath the sweatshirt. He so, might have even been watching Flashdance to inspire his wardrobe, honestly, at this point. Especially, I mean, he likes poetry, so mm-hmm. maybe he likes dance too. I don't know. But either way, he's still not getting math. It's a stretch. But yes. But yeah, he definitely didn't get math. <laughs> so Dwayne asked him if he's not learning because he really doesn't want to play the game. Like, are you faking because you don't want to play football and the guy's like what I want to be a pro football player football is my life I want to play I want to finish college play for pro football for a few years make a lot of money retire so I can move to a secluded place and write poetry sounds lit (laughs) so with his love of football Dwayne is like okay well, if your contract is this much and the blah, 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 and the blah, blah, blah of the, if you get this many sack or whatever, sacks and all this stuff, how much money would you make for the such and such? And the dude put it together immediately. He knew the answer. Does that make sense as a math question? <laughs> um, kind of, actually. <laughs> so what I was saying, or I mean, I, 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 know, you, I know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> I want to make sure everybody knows the listeners, I was trying to say that he basically gave him a math problem that was full of football contract yeah. stuff. Exactly. He would need to know, and he figured it out immediately. That's, that's um, as far as teaching, you want to make the content relatable. Exactly. You, you can make anything relatable. Like, I do that music all the time. You have to. You have to. 
yes, and that's what makes them listen more. And then they see, especially when they can see where they where they're going to use it later, or yeah. how it relates to just something in their life. Because most people, math, boo, music, even music, boo. That when hey, it's crazy, these kids out here, they don't like music. Like, what's wrong with you? I don't understand. You know what, man? I was just having this discussion today. When I started working with my middle school kids, I have a couple of horn classes and um, some saxophone classes and um, some trumpets. None of them listen to music on a regular basis. No one. It's, it's, it's wild. Like, I really can't grasp it. Like, so like you're in the car, you listen to music. Right, and because of me, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to connect what they're playing with what they listen to. And so I always ask, who's your favorite artist? Who's your favorite singer? I don't have one. What? What are you? Like, I don't know. What? So I had to assign. Like I gave I gave them all like instrument specific lists of people to listen to for them to go out and listen to some music. That's why it's really wild, because that's like it's not just where you at, it's all all these kids don't listen to nothing. It's really crazy. And yeah, also, but listen to this too. So with my horns, seventh graders, they're pretty, I don't want to say they're advanced, but they're 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 pretty good. But they play very immature. So we were playing mm-hmm. a song and it said ballad. And I was like, okay guys, I need you to play this like a ballad. Mm-hmm. What's a ballad? A slow song, you know, like some Luther. Luther? Luther Vandross? I'm sorry, Luther Van, Luther Van, Luther Van who? What? I said, your parents have failed you. Yeah, they have. Yeah. <laughs> so, how, how have you made it this far? Right. I mean, but they're, I mean, they're 13. Wait, 12, 13. But they couldn't understand how to play a ballad because they'd never heard one before or knew what a ballad was. So look, I, that when he said that, I always bring a speaker. With, I have a, a portable speaker because I'm always playing something. So when he said that, I played Luther, had them listen to it, and then I went back and had them play the passage again way better. Mm. I'm like, see, because now you guys understand what I need you to do. And it was Luther specific because I needed the smoothness like his voice. <laughs> right. But they didn't get, they had no reference. None. And that's the biggest problem. Honestly, it's crazy. I think popular music nowadays is made by kids stupid. Mm-hmm. Cause they all sound the same. So what's the point of listening? They don't listen to they don't listen to words. Like it just has to have a dance with it. Yeah, they do the same dance to each song too. They hit them folks, all that crap to the same beat. Like the Millie Rock and then move your hands around. I know we did one exercise with um. Well, I did one exercise with fourth well fifth fourth and third grade and we matched songs with emotions mm-hmm. but they had real trouble like i'll say can someone name me a happy song and they, like no one could think of a happy song I'm like you're serious wow what's the angry song or a song you listen to when you're angry or a song you listen to just you're so excited like, this is emotion. Like, I'm like, serious right now they don't make the connection and how music can affect you like that. And as musicians, I'm like, you know, you guys have to listen to this and notice how it affects you so that you can play that same way in order to affect other people. Right. As opposed to give you some kind of emotional reaction 
when you play, whether it's angry or anything like, and they just don't, they don't make that connection. Right. But it's up to us to do that for them. So that's why my classroom, we don't listen around because we're not playing that. So don't ask. Well, you can't play any of this stuff nowadays anyway. Hey, Twitter's from 21 Savage. No, I'm good. <laughs> it's a rapper. <laughs> With my kids, I'd be like, who is that? It's a rap. I told niggas, I told niggas even that. They get that. Like y'all, ten, y'all know what whack is. I don't know what this is music. Shut up. Craziness. Next scene: Whitley and Kim are outside of the pit. Mm-hmm. Whitley is trying to get info on the step practice. So like, she comes up to her and is like, "So, how are you doing, Rumi? Class is going good. How's step practice?" <laughs> and Kim's like, "Everything's great." Um. Then Jalisa <laughs> and was it Sharice? Sheree? The one from House Party, she they come out. Sharice. Yeah. Jaleesa and Sharice come out of the pit as Whitney goes in. And of course, there's animosity. Um, so Jaleesa tells Kim and Sharice that she's came up with an ending for the routine, and it's not good. It's not mm-hmm. good at all. The girls from Libby Hall come up. Libby Hall is another one of the dorms. Right. Trash. And as they're talking, Freddie comes running down the stairs and like, Jaleesa, I got it. She basically looks like she's tripping all over herself. And the Libby Hall girls are like, that's what they got. So they do this little routine. It's like, you guys can have that. We don't need it. That that, that was honestly strategy. Like Freddie helped them out more than they think because they feel like that's all they got. Exactly. Jaleesa had that whole I'm gonna do this thing even though that's how they start because Kim pointed out Jaleesa that's how the show starts right (laughs) can't do the the same thing for the ending that you did for the beginning it doesn't work right but the Freddie thing was actually like more helpful than they think because now she looks terrible like whatever you have will look better than that so right (laughs) and they're shook they're shook though They're, they're scared and um Freddie is actually the one that suggests that they bring Whitley back. Yeah. And Jaleesa's like, I don't want to bring her back. And Freddie's like, I don't care. We want to win. Right. So if Freddie was the one that has a pro- that had the problem with her, she says, bring her back. Hey. So they make her go get. They make her go get Whitley. I think with Whitley, like, she's really talented, so you gotta take the bad with the good with her. Yeah. I think we all know something like that. And, and we talked about it before, how they just let her get away with a lot of stuff. This is probably the first time that they actually called her on her stuff. Yeah, they're enablers. Yeah, really. Like, they allowed her ego to get super huge, and then they brought her down size. I but don't then, think about the brother lost. <laughs> you wouldn't have brought her back? Like, not, I would, maybe I would have went to bring her back and like, hey, you could really help us. But like, I'm not about to coddle you. Like, I'm not going to have like, you were right. This is like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to beg you. Like, hey, look, we can really help you. You're good at this. So would you help us? If she's like, no, I need you to beg. Like, well then never mind. I'm good. All right. Good. So Whitley's in her room and <laughs> she's staring out the window listening to what is supposed to be a marching band but they're playing the battle hymn 
of the Republic. And it obviously sounds like a recording because about five seconds into the song, it starts to get softer, like, and then it turns off. Oh, you know who played that recording? Fun fact. Who? It was, it was Hampton's band playing that. Stop. You serious? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was about to clown them for days. Man, that's when they would play the right? It does. You said your high school did? Nah, it sounds like something to play. Who? He said it sounds like something Hamden would play. Oh, that's terrible. (laughs) I HBCU band that would play the battle hymn of the Republic. Hamden would. A million reasons. That's such a bad, uh, that was was a bad call on the production part. Yeah. On the production part. Yeah, because they could have used, they could have took the opportunity to put in something at least a little more relevant. It, even if you had didn't have a marching band consultant, that my eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the sun. Lord. Coming. Oh yeah, of the Lord. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you get what I mean. I misspoke. The truth is marching on. Here's <laughs> a question. Yeah, okay. What is something a marching band would have been playing back then, Jamie? In 1989. Like, yeah. Anything uh, Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the first person I thought of was uh, Sean. 1989. I think she was there. Yeah, sure. Sorry, Dr. Jackson. Did they do something together? <laughs> yeah. Was it Amanda? Yeah. Or Dr. I don't yeah. think so. If, if she was there in 1989 and he was there in 90, then they would have had. I don't want to discuss their personal relationship. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, oh, the Humpty Dance was out. Well, I, I do know Southern <laughs> Southern was called the Human Jukebox for a reason because it was right. like they played oh. everything that was popular as soon as. As soon as I popular. bet they played "Miss You Much" by Janet Jackson. Yeah, that's possible. Um, let's see what else was out there. Oh, "On Our Own" by Bobby Brown. I would have played that. That was a great song. That's still a great song to this day. Man. That's you did not know. I almost got it written for a horn ensemble because I love it that much. <laughs> God, it probably would have bad because nobody wants to hear French horns play that. <laughs> I said it. I said it. Fight me. You don't know what people want to hear French horns play? It's nothing. nothing because there's y'all got this huge gap in notes that you can't play. And that, what? No. Oh. You are mistaken. Okay. All right. We don't have a huge gap. We can play. Our range is, is huge. We can play trombone notes. We can play trumpet notes. Yes, you can play trombone notes and you can play trumpet notes, but there's this. We can play in the middle too. Blame it on the rain. We can play bum, 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 bum. No, that's a different song. That's a. Uh, okay, all right. Sure. people, but okay. different song. Uh, let's see. Funky Cold Medina was out. Oh, Pump Up the Jam. Oh, Rhythm Nation. We know they were playing. They could have played Rhythm Nation. Yeah. But we also know that would have cost some money. Yeah, that's true too. That's probably what they chose to go with. They probably just picked that because. Oh, self destruction came out in '89 too. Nobody was playing self destruction. Yeah. No. <laughs> but it was still a good song. Yeah, and, agreed. And also, one of my favorite Queen Latifah songs, Wrath of My Madness. If you've never heard it, listen to it. Queen Latifah, Wrath of My Madness. But yeah, they should have definitely had something, or at least they could have just put bombs, burnt, burnt, something. Yeah, just something else <laughs> other than battle him. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, so she's waiting for Miss Prue. I mean, no, she's not waiting. She's in the room. The door knocks, 
and it is Miss Pruitt at the door. And she used to live in Whitley's room. Who didn't live in here? <laughs> so here, here's the clip of that. Miss Pruitt, to what do I owe this honor? I used to live in this room. Really? I hope you won't think me peculiar when I say this, but I have always felt the presence of a special kindred spirit watching over me. It's not me. I'm not dead yet. Oh, it looks like the same room. I shouldn't blow my own bugle, but my grandfather was responsible for the complete renovation of these rooms. Is he in the motel business? <laughs> so... She used to live in the room. She came in the room to try to find some initials that she carved right. in the room. And she's telling Whitley that, um, well, Whitley is telling her that her grandfather remodeled it. And of course she had something to say about that. And then she's just terrible, terrible. She never, <laughs> married. She never married because this guy wanted to smoke cigars or something silly. This one wanted to do something else silly. And then, so Whitley was like, well, then you must have lots of friends. And I had to write this quote down. She said, friendship is best left to greeting cards and like Hallmark commercials. Yeah. That's when Whitley, she realizes like. This woman made no lasting relationship. I, the last one. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, she was like, if I don't change my ways, I'm going to end up like this lady. Scrooge type. Right. Willie even asked her, well, you know, at least your donations, you've left a legacy. She's like, I got a tax write-off. She didn't know how trash she is. She didn't, <laughs> care. She didn't care about anything at all. It's crazy. So after Miss Pruitt leaves, Jaleesa comes in and asks Whitley to rejoin the team. And she's really surprised when Whitley accepts with no issues. No issues at all. And she even wants to apologize to Freddie and help her learn the steps so they can beat. Character development. Yeah, she yeah. has come up and she realized that she can't get anywhere acting the way that she was. And using Miss Pruitt as her guy <laughs> was not going to get her very far in life. Well, at least not what she wanted. She she wants something more than than that kind of existence. Yeah, that's not going to be the way for her. Mm -hmm. So in the next scene, Dwayne is in the pit when some of the football team comes up and asks him if meat is going to pass. Then Walter comes up, tells the guys to go away, and then asks him the same thing. Right. And then Meat comes into the pit on crutches. Talking about I passed. But everybody in the room is not concerned about you passing. What <laughs> happened to your leg, bro? Right. No. What happened to your leg? <laughs> this dude got so excited that he passed that he fell outside the uh, math building and strained his ligaments and will be out for a whole month. That's insane. But he passed that test, though. Hey, I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him. He's not playing the game. They're they, they not with it, though. They're not with it. Mm -mm. But they don't spend a lot of time with that. Like, they, 
he says he he'll play in a month and you hear the laugh and then they cut immediately so we don't really get too deep into um everyone being super mad at him because the next scene is outside of the pit and walter is celebrating their win over hampton so they still won without him playing and um it's time to now do the step show and the ladies step and they kill it yeah 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 well, and that's the thing too <laughs> you can tell that probably jasmine guy and probably which is more likely that um debbie allen had something to do with that step yeah. it was like, a lot of dance and not a lot of step yeah but that was also the same complaint that people would have when um, our step teams at JMU would compete against other step teams in other places. They would say that they dance too much too. But they weren't doing dance like ballet kicks and stuff <laughs> like like those girls were. Even though they did put in some pop, some moves of the day, they mostly were doing like real jazz dance steps. Our guys were doing, you know, the dance steps of the time. This was the precursor to, uh, um, uh, what's the movie? Uh, Stop the Yard. Because <laughs> they were straight up break dancing. Right, right. Like, shows. they were pretty much dancing. It was crazy. Yeah, it was like, good. what happened to the step part of the yeah. step show? Oh, they didn't do that. No. But they, um... Yeah, it was a really good routine. So if you guys have not seen the episode, you should at least check out the routine. It came out pretty good. It was fun. It worked out. Worked out. It was fun, and the, um, they chanted the whole entire time. That's enough. That was different too. They sang the exact the whole time. Like you could hear Jaleesa, you could hear um, Kim, you could hear Whitley really singing. Right. Which is rare. Once again, as we talked about how they switch up, they love to switch up. So, and what's also funny is why would they do it there? And did you notice too that when they performed, they performed facing the pit and not the crowd? Yeah. <laughs> you know, no TV, but you know, you could have put the put the camera at the top of the crowd and shot down. Nah, not really. Because yeah. that would have been the, the that would have been the scene, the scenery. That would have been. Everything behind the scenes. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> but um, it was pretty good, though. I, I like this episode. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. I can't say that I didn't. It was fun to see Whitley actually uh, be a human being. Yeah. Right. That was one of my favorite things about it, is like seeing Whitley get humbled in a way. And like it, that, that just made me feel better about everything. Mm-hmm. You, you always learn something looking from the outside in. Like, wow. Right. When she was able to see herself. Like right. <laughs> exactly. She was able to see herself in the time machine. That really helped her. Like, Ghost of Christmas Pass or something? Oh, uh, Christmas Carol. That's it. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, I don't remember, yeah like, it was real Ebenezer yeah. Scrooge feel to it. So. Mm hmm. They, I think they actually do an episode like that later. They do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. was the different world the first man? Well, not maybe not the first, but they did a mannequin challenge. They did. 
yeah, in one of these episodes, the ones where everybody froze, and then someone I, I don't remember that one in particular, but I'm sure I will when I was oh. as I'm rewatching. Oh, yep, yep, exactly. It was finals week. You don't remember that episode? Oh, yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, it was, oh, like, was like, everybody, three was, three everybody was tripping. It was like the Twilight Zone or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, it was. I remember the Twilight. Yeah. It was called, because they were freeze and they would break the fourth wall. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good episode. But someone was moving, like, stop moving. <laughs> stop switching. We see you. We see you. We'll have to look for that when we, uh, when we do that episode, like, at 12.57. Someone moved. I want to say Dwayne almost laughed at the mannequin. <laughs> it's not like Kadeem Hardison had like a lot of great roles after this. Hey, Vampire in Brooklyn. Okay, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> that's what we're gonna do. Six Men. Uh, I did enjoy Six Men. I mean, I enjoyed both those movies, but I mean, he, at, at the time when they came out, so you were like ten. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I have the six man on DVD. You still watch it? I, I saw it. I, I watched it a couple months ago. Honestly, like, I watched. I it. think it's a nostalgia thing. Then <laughs> it, it, it's definitely a nostalgia thing. Like, <laughs> no, it's not a good movie at all. <laughs> I have some things I go back and I'm like, oh, this was terrible, but I loved it when it was on, like Thundercats. Thundercats, the cartoon was terrible. Most things from our childhood, honestly. Power Rangers, Thundercats, Beetleborgs, Voltron. Okay, well, yeah, you were older at this point. Yeah, I don't know Beetleborgs, but I know Voltron. Well, Beetleborgs was another one of those Power Rangers clones. You had Power Rangers, Beetleborgs, VR Troopers. Uh, Yeah, exactly. They were all like Power Ranger clones. Like, they were just like Power Rangers. So it was like the Transformers and the GoBots. Yeah, basically. (laughs) It's like Beetleborgs, they were they were literally like they transformed into be- different kinds of beetles. And the <laughs> VR troopers were like they went into virtual reality and had suits like the Power Rangers. Like it was they were just Power Ranger copycats. It's, but they were all on at the same time as Power Rangers. But they were just not as popular. Because they weren't as popular. Like they lasted a season or two at um, most. Gotcha. So, like, it is really a Power Rangers movie coming out? Yeah, there's no one. It's a big reboot. It seems a little darker. It's supposed to be like PG-13, I think. And oh, there was already a Power Rangers movie? Yeah. Oh. In the 90s. Oh, really? Yeah, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. It was awesome. Oh, they had plenty of movies in the 90s. They had they had two official, like, big release movies. The other ones were, like, and then, uh, Turbo. made for TV. Yeah, they had Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, and then Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. Those <laughs> were the two big movies. Yeah. I'm sure I was probably already in college. Turbo was awful. Never watch it. <laughs> the first movie is a classic. If you like Power Rangers, you'll like it. Like, Interesting. Interesting. Power Rangers. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no good segue out of this. <laughs> I guess that's it. <laughs> I think that's it, guys. <laughs> no, but this is a great. This is a great episode. And um, a lot of fun. We'll see you again next week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Check us out on Twitter. Where is Hillman? Facebook. Where is Hillman? You can find us there. Let us know what you think about this. What you think about this episode. And um, oh, 
check us out on iTunes. Well, you are checking us out on iTunes or SoundCloud, but rate us. Yeah. Let us know what you, what you think. We're still waiting for some ratings. And if you tell us what you like, we'll read it on air. Yeah, definitely. Uh, tell us what you like, whether you hate yeah. it or <laughs> We'll read it, good or bad. We'll read it out loud. Let us know what's going on. So, this is episode nine in the books. I'm Jamie. Uh, this is Anthem, a.k.a. Brother Furious, a.k.a. Mr. Smith at my day job. And if you go on my Twitter, got a Hillman sweatshirt on, you can get that at HillmanBookstore.com. Yay. I also have a similar sweater, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this is Robert, a.k.a. Cusified. You can find me out here in these Twitter streets. I'm there literally every day so you can find me out there and we'll see you guys next time that's it we're out peace thanks for listening y'all the theme song that you're listening to was produced by DRAC he is the producer for the sound miners you can find him on all social networks at PHDRAC D-I-R-A-C and the sound miners at sound underscore miners M-I-N-E-R-Z okay.